What happened? I have no idea. When I clicked on it the first time, it said it couldn't find my mic because Skype or somebody else was using it. So then I tried rebooting my computer because usually that fixes 90% of what's wrong with your computer. That didn't work either. So then I uh, Googled it and uh, um, it told me to go in and like reset the entire mic setting, which I did. So now, hi, you can hear me. I choose to blame Alex Chilowitz. It was his fault. It was his fault. It, it, he uh, he claimed my mic was in a uh, a natural position. <laughs> From Stone Mountain, Georgia, and um, where are you at? I forget. You're not up in Rome, Georgia. I'm in Marietta. I'm in Marietta. Marietta, though. You don't need a passport to get to my house. I keep telling (laughs) you that. (laughs) And that's it tonight because Kristen is sick. Where we are at the end of our wits with Alex Chilowitz. I got nothing because yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I, I can't even tell you how bad that dad joke was because it's too on point. It's too on point. Yeah. We're going to try to stay on point tonight. It is the Five Takes Podcast, and we are back. We're back. Like uh, like Newcastle, scoring goals in the Champions League. Miggy, 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 can't you see? Oh, uh, goodness. Yeah, that's my they boo. Put the, they put the hurting on uh, PSG, 4-1. How much joy, neither of us are Jordies, it's fine, um, but how much joy does Miggy bring you? Just just seeing, he, maybe the best smile, we, we were having a little chat um, before we hit the record button proper uh, on this pod um, about uh, various players, uh, quaffs, <laughs> eyes, thighs, um, I don't think... Miggy has any of those, but I would throw in a nomination for best smile in football. Like the amount of joy that he can express through his face. I have, I could not, ex- in, a, in a singular moment, I could not express through a lifetime. Tell me, tell me they didn't write Danny Rojas's like demeanor <laughs> after, after Miguel Amaron, because I mean, the man is so good infectious. shout. The man, he, he, he's so infectious. He just makes you happy. It's the, it's the definition of I'm just happy to be here. Only he's not just happy to be here. He's going to come in and drop a deuce on freaking Champions League. And My we Lord. all here in Atlanta, I think we get to feel that lovely little sense of like shiny pride because, you know, we were a part of getting him there, you know, in whatever little capacity that we had. He's one of our own. He's one of our own. And if I Always ever get up, yep, and if I ever get up to St. James Park and he, you know, I will go up there and I will sing it. It's like, hey Miggy, you're one of our own. Yay. Also, I hey, would Miggy, love to get up there. Hey, that place has been bouncing ever since they've been kind of revitalized. Um and doing well. But even even before then, I, I think it's always been a pretty raucous atmosphere. But Man, they they were they were having a good time. Miggy was having the time of his his life. He is having the time of his life. Shouts out to all the commentators who are consistently calling back to Atlanta United, the former MLS star. 
yep. former Atlanta United player, like always kind of recognizing that history. So I don't actually think it's such a small part that we played. I mean, I think we played a pretty massive role in where he's at today. There's no guarantee he goes to insert MLS club name here that he gets to where he's at. We won no. it in two years. He got on the radar. We showcased his strengths. Like we played to his strengths, gave him the ability to show the best version of himself. And it's really, time. they really did build the team. They really did build yes. the machine to literally like all signs point to this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting because I don't feel like that's necessarily what they've done with, with Tiago. And it's not that Tiago is it's any different. less shiny or skilled, but you know, Tiago is, you know, right now we have this, like this, this cog, right. And Tiago's a, you know, little sticky out part in the cog and the cogs all fit together. Whereas like, it's, it, it wasn't, he's showcased and he's important, but it's not all about him. And, you know, before it was, you know, Miggy, Miggy making the run, Miggy making the feed to Joseph, Miggy making the run, Miggy making the crazy, like, you know, the pat, the talent, like it just, for whatever reason, that particular system just showcased that superstar player even more. And we all knew he was something special and we all knew it was a privilege to be in the building and watch him work. Yeah. I mean, when he came onto the, the field for, or came off the field for the last time in MLS cup in 2018, we all, I know I did took a collective breath and tried to just stretch that moment out. Yep. Cause we knew what we were seeing. We knew what we had. You just don't get to see it. You don't get to see it every day when it's in its ascendancy and, and recognize it for what it's going to be. And Tiago is a little different because he's already being told he's the next Messi prior to him coming here. He's already got that kind of billing and that label attached to him. Mickey didn't have that. No. He made that for himself. Well, and, and Mickey and Mickey sat in obscurity for the first two years while he was over there and they weren't using him correctly. True. And, you know, he wasn't getting True. any time on the pitch. It took him quite some time to grow into what he's become. So, you know, again, more power. And in the meantime, he has the most adorable baby and he's, you know. Oh, his kids, his kids are heartbreaker. If you haven't seen him, look him up. Uh, get on 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 Miggy's Insta. Um, I mean, he's, he's the, he has got the the smile gene has been yep. passed down only in sure. like extra baby cute form, which is just not playing fair at all. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't want to go off on on it on it too much, but I, I I just wanted to just give him his credit and just say that I, I'm so damn happy for him. And I find myself tuning into more Newcastle matches than I do Chelsea these days. Even though, hey, fucking hey, we we won a game. We beat we beat Fulham two uh, zero, uh, which is I think more a product of Fulham being kind of crap on the day. But um, I'll take it. Still have still have massive massive problems. Chelsea Twitter is a, a damn mess. You know, it's burn it all down, and now we're back. Um, I have no illusions that that we're back. Um, you're not back. No, um, not. You're you're not back in much the same way that. Uh, let me be real about Tottenham deserving to win this past weekend. Oh yeah, let's pour one out for Kristen here since she's not with us. Um, she's uh, she's a little under the weather tonight. She finally caught whatever bug has just been uh, being passed back and forth between her kids. Uh, it now caught firmly hold of, of her. So you want to. 
You want to go on a little Kristen rant for her? You want to take the you, I, you know what? on your your red shirt for a minute and. I don't have a red shirt, but if I did, I would have been, you know, tearing it off myself Hulkamania style because, man, that was some highway robbery. And I say this as a Spurs fan, like, you know, I'm over here in my little Spursy chat groups, like, yeah, look at Liverpool, whiny little. No, they got they got every reason. And you know how I know they got every reason? Because I watched the Atlanta United match last night. And it was just as bad, yeah. only it hurt a lot more because I wasn't on the other end of it. Where you're like, yeah, sometimes, you know, roughing's just roughing. No, I mean, that was painful. That was painful. Yeah. And all due respect, Kat, you de- we deserve a rematch because we're both better than that. Yeah, I heard Klopp call for it. I think that's a slippery soap. I, get, I don't think you can start calling for rematches every time a ref <laughs> makes a mistake, even a big one like this, which I think is a bigger mistake than what Chilowitz made against us last night because it's a goal. It was a goal. and. It was just a shit show communication that, you know, that just didn't get didn't get communicated properly as so, opposed to what we experienced. This is where but this is also where you have leagues that are trying to economize and not necessarily having, you know, they, they bought this technology, but it's not actually in the building or the people that are using it aren't actually in the building. And you're losing communications right. with earpieces or whatever. It's inexcu- it is inexcusable. You know, I, I, I'm sorry. It's you know, if you're gonna, ha- you know, if you're gonna have a war room, right, or whatever you want to call it, then mm-hmm. you need to make damn sure before every match kicks off that your communications work and your backup communications work, and the backup to those backups are working. And, it's not. Furthermore, if there, if the attack issue does happen, like everybody, take a breath. Take a breath. Just delay. Yeah. Delay. Delay. Don't, you know, just that's all that the Liverpool Tottenham thing was, was just kind of rushing. It sounded like, like, why? We've waited longer for for VAR decisions. Shit. Back this summer in MLS when uh, Nashville was playing, what, Club America, and they had to wait six minutes uh, to take those penalties again, and Nashville ends up winning. Right. What's another 10, 15, 20 seconds if you're – hand to the ear and you're not hearing it, you're having a communication issue, just chill for a minute and tell the players back off. We're fixing this thing. And, and I would rather, I would rather if see that than question whether, you know, then have to start having the bait about, Oh wait, do we right. really have to like replay an entire match? Because right. the roughing should not be affecting match outcome. That is the bottom line. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about refereeing, but we're going to have to tonight because it was that, he injected himself that much into the game, you know. Um, I'm I'm not for replaying a match, even even the Liverpool Tottenham one, because you can't. Like it's it's done, you know. A mistake was made, and you just have to suck it up and and move on. And we can't replay from last night, but it's just particularly with Chilowitz, and there's been other refs in the past that have, for some reason, just been at the center of controversy for us on, on multiple instances over really glaring stuff. And how many times have we been the recipients of apology letters? How many Hallmark cards do we have hanging up in at the training? I mean, ground? They're in, they're in, they're <laughs> in like the problem, right? Because a Hallmark card is not good enough. You know, no, a Hallmark card does not make up for us not having home field advantage in right. the playoffs. And, and I mean, that's basically what this, we'll never know for Correct. sure 
what this match would have played out like for real. It could affect, you know, additional matches being played. Right. And what that has impacts beyond just, you know, on the pitch. You're talking about, okay, another game is being played. Okay, there's more revenue being generated for the club. Game day staff. Like, there's real world implications here for making a making egregious mistakes. We we don't expect refs to be perfect. It's a lot of subjectivity, and I don't want that removed from the game. And I think they have a hard job. And I think they take a lot of flack unnecessary and un, unjustly. But when the calls are like just blatantly facepalm, it's it can't be that. When the when when the opposing manager <laughs> when, when Mr. Authentic himself yeah, like like let's just, let's just let's just give this the context that it's due. Yeah. Of all opposing managers, it's Jim Curtin who comes out and says he doesn't know what a handball is. Okay, this is Jim Curtin who is the Zen master of concacafing. The man knows how to bend every little twitchy, twatchy, time wasty possible situation and use it to his advantage which is great if you're a union fan and why everybody else in the league hates Philly and, and hates all the crap that they do. If that man is coming out and saying it's a problem, which he did, then I don't know what else it's going to take to have the league address the consistency inside of pro and training referees and all the referee discussions. And I almost wish we could have gotten Jack on tonight um, because I think his insight with with what he's done inside of that community would have been really interesting to interesting to hear. But that's to, to me, if you've got not just, you know, you've had players speaking out about it, you know, but you have a manager like Jim Curtin who literally, you know, knows the system, frankly, probably better than better than 90 percent of the managers in MLS because of just the way Philly is built, the way their academy is built and the Philly Union brand of play style, love it or hate it. You know, they're built to win and win, frankly, on the cheap in this league by exploiting the rules to their advantage, which they were very, very successful at doing last night. Um, So if he's telling you there's something wrong with this picture, there's something wrong with this picture. Um, Yeah, I agree. I don't know anybody whose arm naturally hangs like that. Yeah. I, I, I would love to see somebody somebody whose arm naturally hangs like that. That's a, you know, high level elite athlete. Hmm. But um, yeah, no. And, 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 and it wasn't, you know, and also I think the uh, Pineda said, um, um, Pineda in his ranting, um, man, man, he was. Which he was, Pineda is not really known for. He's a no. reserved guy. He, um, he's not one to get fined. He may get fined over his comments last night. You can look him up if you want and read him word for word. But the the gist of it is that what do we got to do to get the respect of the refs? These are egregious calls. And he actually, it turns out, and I think Gonzo is right in this, that Chilowitz was um, the center ref for the game when Brad got hurt um, and, and continued to play through mm-hmm. it credit to him when he did his MCL um, and the player who tackled him. No, nothing. No, no red card for that. And Brad ends up then missing 
was it six, seven games, a few more yes, than that. Yes. He was out for five, six weeks, came back pretty quick, actually. But Chilowitz is there, too, and, and doesn't do that. And now we run into three instances. There was the, the not handball, the not handball in New England, too. I believe he was the center ref on. Jeez. I mean, there, there's been multiple instances with this specific ref this season. And, you know, earlier in the season when there was some questionable calls going on, and I don't remember who they were, but, you know, Pineda said, look, we have to work harder. We have to play smarter. And, you know, we have to earn the right to get called. You know, we have to earn our luck. We have to earn the right to get calls to go our way. So, you know, I I don't think enough. I I, I can't say I blame him because two weeks ago, you know, we we, we had two back to back matches Mm -hmm. where that exact play was absolutely a handball and a penalty against us. Actually, so, it was even worse than that because the the handball that you're referring to, which I think was off uh, Abram, yeah, yeah, um, it hits his body first, right, and, and then, then bounces off his, his arm and still got called handball, right, while his arm was tucked, while his arm was tucked, body first, right, it shouldn't, be, shouldn't be handball, and but well, somehow this is no. Jack so. explained like letter of the law, it what it was in fact a handball, and it was a it was a clean it was a clean handball. You know, whatever. Well, I mean, that, that is the letter of the law in terms of, <laughs> you know, and again, fair enough. That I'm, I'm just saying, like, there was way less of an argument for that than there was for this one. This guy had like chicken wing going on, and his arm was like extended, like he was getting ready to dive into a pool, and the fair ball enough. just went off and went off. And like, yeah, I see you pouring more drinks over there. Yeah, I'm pouring some whiskey. Um, champagne is for winning. Whiskey is for everything else. Yeah. <laughs> What are you drinking? Uh, we 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 are we are drinking some uh, uh, just ba- you know, it's it, it's a pretty basic night. I'm drinking the uh, ten year rum with some coke. A basic night is two buck chuck, not ten year rum. Oh bless God! I don't basic. have any cheap rum. I like well, I've only got a little bit of Havana Club left, which you know it's harder to get because it's Cuban. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm, you have, I had more of the, I had more of the 10 year Antiguan rum, um, which I, I, I actually like, I don't normally, I usually use for more like tiki cocktail drinks and whatnot, but I was lazy and just felt like a Cuba Libre. So uh, I'm drinking 10 year rum and, uh, Coke with a little squeeze of lime. Very nice. I'm drinking. I didn't fancy it up with the lime. I'm drinking Blue Note Crossroads, straight bourbon whiskey out of Tennessee in Memphis. I didn't know uh, you could make bourbon not in Kentucky. I know. Why? Um, it's actually pretty good. It's not not too bad. Um, all right. Well, we'll sort of move on to that, but we're going to revisit it throughout the takes. It's just, it's too big for, for it not to, for it not to be. Um, but before we do, uh, shout out to Mason Mill uh, Chiropractic out in Decatur, Georgia. They are our sponsor and have been our sponsor for many years, and we hope they will be our sponsor for many more years. They are a phenomenal chiropractor. Kristen and I have been going there, uh, and now Kristen's mom, yay, for many, many years. Uh, best chiropractor in town. You should give them a call at 404-321-0082. Eva or Ashley or Rachel will be on the other end of the line and get you set up with appointments or answer any insurance questions you have and get you scheduled to see Dr. Cohen or Dr. Farisi or Dr. Sherwood from time to time. She still pops in. Uh, she was the former owner of the practice back when it was Sherwood Chiropractic. It is now Mason Mill. Um, it is the namesake of that neighborhood over there, the Mason Mill um, neighborhood over there, the old, I think it was like an old cotton mill 
Jinno? I'm not sure. Um, way, 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 way back in the day, long before we had VAR. Um, give them a call. You'll love them. And you can go on, on the web and find them as well. And you can actually book appointments online. It's very, very cool. Um, chiropractic care, very big part of your overall health. Do not neglect it. All righty. Um, before we jump into takes, uh, there's two things I want to talk about. One was the supporters day at the training ground. And the other was Chicago and Miami. Chicago beat them handily because Miami is still without, uh, without a goat. I, I, I just have to interject a laugh here that they've no. nominated Jordi Alba for defender of the year. Yes, and Messi played in like four MLS matches, maybe Messi for MLS Player of the Year, to newcomer. Uh, I think that's contractually obligated. That's fine. Um, Miami may be out of it. Uh, I don't really care about that. What I did find interesting was Chicago's approach to this match. So they were in a similar situation that we were in, that Orlando was in, that anybody who's been playing Miami and had sold a boatload of tickets to this match well in advance and. Fans paid a lot of money to come see, and then Messi's not there, and it's a big disappointment. I get it. He's the GOAT, and you you want to see one of the greatest players of all time. What Chicago did was offer anyone attending um, the match that night who wasn't already a season ticket holder $250 off season tickets for 2024. Or it's smart. Or it, or they got a fifty dollar credit, mm-hmm. yeah, or a fifty dollar like account credit toward mm-hmm. single ticket purchases. Um, mm-hmm. I saw that, and I was texting it around to a bunch of people because I think that is brilliant and yep. the best use of Messi in this league that we have seen to date. Because yep. that is exactly why we have him here: is put eyes on yep. you know, you know. We talked about it after our match against Miami, and like the atmosphere and how electric it was and the show that was put on. And like, you know, we hoped that some of those people will come back and buy five stripes gear and like actually get into soccer because, okay, cool. Yeah. I showed up to see the spectacle. Right. But I got something way better or way more out of that. You know, the, the land, yeah, the added value. So yeah, I'm I'm right here with you for that. I think it was a a very, very class move by the organization. Savvy. Um, That's what you should do. Hey, I know Messi wasn't here, but you got to see Shakiri score a brace. Right. And and hey, he'll come back next year. So maybe get some, some tickets. And here's you like what you saw. There's 250 bucks. I mean, I mean that look. Wasn't, that's not an insignificant amount of money when you think about no, it's like, huge. MLS ticket pricing. You can get a I think the Chicago supporter section tickets for 2024, are like 450, 475. That's like half. A it's third, yeah. yeah, it's big, it's big, it's big time. Meanwhile, Miami's 2x, 3x their tickets. This was smart on Chicago's uh, part, and and good on them for putting four past them and showing the fans. Okay, well, yeah, shoot, you want to offer me 250 bucks? Maybe, maybe I, I will. I'm, I'm actually, you know, even at the expense of poor Joseph, and man, I'm just hating life for him right now, but um, I, I'm actually like, it, it makes me, I hate to be that person that does the little jiggy dance. Anytime, like a home team that we know has like expanded yeah. their capacity and sold all these tickets at crazy quote unquote Ticketmaster set prices or whatever, and they just absolutely shellac Miami for not showing up with most, you know, with 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 only a third of the big three. 
Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's just, you know, a, a, the marketing, whatever, like everybody's talking about, oh, Miami's going to make all this noise. You know what? They unfortunately decided they were going to shoot their load uh, on Leagues Cup. And, and you they know, on, on the tr- on the trophy that meant the least amount of anything that they could have gotten their hands on. You well, know, it, it carries a little matter. significance now because they're in CONCACAF Cup. It was well, a way in. So they, they got could, that. They could, but they could have also, you know maybe been a little bit more conservative with the league's cup when Messi first came in and maybe rested him a little bit for league play and the U S open cup, which has a hell of a lot more history. And I'm sorry, a lot more cachet in my opinion, um, than, you know, this brand new shiny toy that we're all going to get to play with for the foreseeable future. Um, that's personal. Opinion. I agree. Pick your, I pick agree. Your battles, as as, like, yeah. Like I said, it just you know it does you know it, it does my heart good to see a team like Chicago be like yeah no don't, don't no 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 unless you're gonna unless you're gonna bring the army don't bother showing up because I think we all know as people who actively watch the league in general you take those three players out of there and Miami's still garbage they have been garbage all season so they're not you know w- without those three players they have you know their their back line isn't great their midfield is exceedingly questionable. So, you know, and, 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 you know, don't want to see it for Joseph. I was really hoping maybe the change of scenery and, you know, being in an environment close to his kid and whatever. I, you know, nobody wants to see Joseph succeed more than I do. Like, yeah. and I, there, well, okay. Maybe Harper Woods. Harper Woods probably wants to see Joseph succeed more than I do. Um, but outside of that, like, you know, I'm still the biggest Joseph fan, you know, and the guy's a great community guy. And to see him, getting dragged through the mud and trashed because he's not what he was. And the expectation in Miami was boring. He he is, but like, apparently it's not enough. Like I know 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 what you're getting at. I know. Yeah. Like I I see people like, Oh, well, you know, he can only do it with penalties and nobody, you know, he can't create the plays. He's got to be fed the ball. Well, yeah, that's what he was. He was always a garbage collector. So, you know, Miami isn't exactly set up to feed him like that they were never you know they, they were never going to be that and nope. you know the guy is the guy doesn't deserve that from you know people who i guess don't know him as well as we do i agree yeah um supporters day at the training ground that was last saturday that's a thing that gonzo has implemented and i really like um I didn't go this year, but you were there. How was I that? Was and it was actually like even better than I remember doing it the first year that they did it. Um, they've they've had a couple of these this season, so you know it's not just some sort of exclusivity thing for people that are in supporters groups or whatever. You know they had uh, they had they they've done multiple open open trainings, which I think is fantastic. I think it's great outreach. I think you know, Gonzo does it supposedly to remind the players of why they're even there in the first place. Um, and, yes, you know, yeah, creating the connection. And, and you know what? The connection, it matters, right? It does matter because as stupid it is, as it is, some people such as myself pin everything <laughs> on the success of their teams. <laughs> and it means it means that much. Days, weeks are ruined or made made wonderful based on success based on winning and losing and it, but it's important for gonzo to to remind the players of like you've got people out here who are spending money giving up time to come watch you play a game so my Don't favorite 
So, so my, my two favorite, my two favorite, my two favorite things that, that happened. Um, I have a very good friend of mine who makes amazing, uh, earrings and the earrings are like the players in these different poses and they're glittery and sparkly. And, uh, so I have some Santi Sosa earrings. I've got some Kelly O'Hara earrings. I've got some USA miles earrings. Um, so she made some new ones. She made some, some Shonda Silva ones. Cause she took Shonda Silva doing the backflip and cut him out and put him into earring form. So Does we she did. sell these? She needs to be monetizing this. Um, um, I, I can, I can put you, I can put you in touch, but she's not quite there yet. But in any case, so get she, there. So she, she, we, we get these earrings and she pulls them out because you know we wanted, we want, she wanted Jande to sign the back of it. And Jande comes over. He's like, she was explaining to him, this is you. And he was like, oh my God, like his mind was blown. And he does this little dance and it's the, he's like, and then he, and he, and he, and he pokes, he pokes up Parada and he's like, look, 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 I got earrings. I got earrings. So then Parada gets there and because she's a creative, awesome person, she's made this kit that's in the, the forest kit in green gold litters that says air force one. Right. So she unveils this kit to Juan to get Juan Ho, to, Juan Ho to, to sign it. And Juan Ho pokes on De Silva and doesn't even happy or happy dance and said, eh. like, like, oh, wait, you got earrings. I got a whole kit. It was awesome. It was awesome. It's on the team video. Like if you watched any of the social media stories, it's 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 quite funny. But yeah, that was it, I think. A lot of especially like the newer players, like they haven't had as much time with the team. Like, I don't think they realize how invested we are. So the other awesome thing that, uh, that happened was uh, we started singing the here's to you, Miles Robinson chant when he came over to, you know, cause they did like the whole line and everybody signed everything and it was really cool. And, uh, and uh, Pineda asked us, what were we singing? So we sang it again. And he was like, we need more of that. We need more player chants. That's so creative. That's so cool. So uh, any of you uh, supporters out there from the coach himself, he wants more player chants because the players love them. Because Miles was cracking up, he thought it was adorable. So anyway, it, it was a uh, it was a really really cool event. Um, snaps to Terminus Legion for winning the supporter skill challenge because they stacked the deck with ringers. Um, <laughs> just to say, and they had some very very skilled people out on out on the pitch, and it didn't help that uh, Brad Guzan was their like player coach and may or may not have been you know assisting with uh, certain stat keeping duties. But you know, neither here nor there. Goose. How dare you? It was it was it was really fun, and I got to speak very bad French with uh, with Tristan Miumba and uh, Jamal Tiare, so that was that was pretty cool. Oui, oui. Like they were just shocked that I said bonjour and I didn't just say hi, but you know, it's always nice. Like in my world travels, yeah, th- I had this is this is all wonderful. I have a shit eating grin on my face the whole time because this is what sport is about. It's not the trophies. it's about connection it's about creating memories with your friends with your family through this shared thing that we all love and when you're able to share that passion not only with your friends and your supporters groups but with the players themselves with the people who are bringing you that joy and you see how much joy it brings them to know that they're bringing you joy that's it's huge and it's something I think this club has done well uh, over the years, maintaining that connection. 
And I think it's a priority for Gonzo. I really do, and it should be. It's a pri- It's your your. It's it's part of the culture that that he wanted. It's part here. of our part of the culture. That's great. And uh, the coolest thing I got to do was to act because I got on the pitch with 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 a few of the, with a few of them because I did the scorekeeping for Footy Mob. Uh, I got to tell Brooks Lennon that I thought he was the most underrated player in the league and why he wasn't in like conversation for MVP. Preach. Like, you know, I mean, he really should be. And um, I asked him if he knew anybody I could write like fangirl letters to <laughs> demanding, demanding he get a call up to the men's team because I tell you what, travesty. and he just blushed. Like he actually blushed. It was, and he had this like cute little grin and it was, it was really awesome. More than anything else. That's egregious. More than him not getting a call uh, for any major USMNT camp, you know, that we just feel is a complete injustice to him. How in the world is Taylor Swift not giving him a call? That's what I find the most upsetting out of anything. All right. Anyhow, um, before we go on, I almost forgot about five word match review. And we actually got some really good ones. Uh, Do you want to start with uh, who do you want to start with? Yours, mine. Uh, Angel, Lynn, Jill. Who do you want uh, I will. I will. I will give you mine, and okay. uh, that was because uh, mine, mine was mine was better as a series. Uh, ah. So five word match review was don't want this in playoffs. My seven word match review was the Jim Curtin way is hot garbage. And uh, if you want eleven T letters, uh, pro sucks. There you go. Why, why 11 D Why? Okay. All right. Sure. Uh, we're the 11 D stripes. Uh, sure. Well, <laughs> um, we, were, we were, we were in 29 in, in, uh, 2019 and, and oh, fair enough. Fair enough. We did when for we a had time. Murders, just, kits and we had 11 D billion stripes. Yeah. We just kept adding the stripes. The five stripes don't stop at five stripes. Yeah. Um, I went with uh, officiating is so consistently inconsistent. Atlanta United, not the only one out there that's consistently inconsistent, or has been in the past. We're a little bit better now, but uh, this is nothing new. Uh, We have seen pros inconsistency over the years, pre and post VAR. Uh, Angel Whitworth went with that was not good enough. Agreed. Totally agreed. Um, but even, uh, with the, even with the officiating, it's it's not good enough. No. But um, I, I think there's there's a tie for I, I don't know. I don't actually I don't sure. know. I think I think people who listen, we want to hear what you think. Which of these was the most brutal five word match review? You wanna go you wanna you wanna go with Lynn's? Yeah, I'll do I'll do Lynn. So Lynn 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 was my at my STH increased for this. Uh, she cheated a little bit uh, doing the acronym for season ticket holder um, with the the STH. But you got to do what you got to do. She gets she, gotta made do she, gotta do. she made it work. It counts. It counts. Full money. Well done, Lynn uh, Martin. No, is that your name? Martin. Martin. Yeah, I thought so. Um, well done, Lynn. Um, and then uh, Jill Robbins with we made the playoffs? Question mark. Really? Question mark. Uh, that's a bit harsh. Um. I mean, I, look, I was down in the dumps too in the, in the in the first half, but I think I think we at least had a decent response, and yeah, I think we've we made the playoffs and and rightly rightly so, and I think this team is still capable of making some noise. 
postseason. I do too. I I I, I do too. You know, again, we're, we're, we're takes. These are these are hot takes, and we were all full of hot takes after watching a whole bunch of hot garbage last night. Fair enough. Take number one. That was a handball. That was two handballs, not just one. It was two. Two. The first one. The first one in the, the 14th first one or was eighteenth minute. It's a handball, handball, and the game and the game changed from there. It just does. How many games do we win or at least have control over and make it really difficult for the opposition when we score first? It's just what this club is. Everything changed from there. Everything. And it's just egregious. We got a quote from Mr. Chilowitz that said it wasn't a matter, according to him, I'm just going with the man said, that his hand was in a natural position. If you're Peter Pan, it's a natural position. <laughs> this motherfucker is not Peter Pan. No. It, it wasn't a matter of hand at his side, ball hits it in the arm. You know, naturally, you, you kind of fling it upward after making contact. No, he wrote, he lifted his arm to not, I don't want to say to make the contact. What deliberate or not, intent has nothing to do with it. It's not a natural position. It's outside the silhouettes of his body, and it literally hits his hand. I kind it's, of felt like he was. It was like a running, like like it was. You know, he was running. Maybe sure, you're trying a twisting action. You're going to try to pivot, turn. You're up in the air. Yeah, okay, but like your hand's he got still out here. his pants down and his hand's still out. And it doesn't matter whether it's intentional or not. It's a penalty. It's it's a handball in the box, and it's a penalty. And it's a penalty, and that right there is a, is a draw. That right there is, and, and God only knows what else. I, I think I think it's a win. It's the, and that's theoretical. There's no sense in debating that. Oh no, no. It's, but, but it's a completely different game. It's a completely different game, and it's it's maddening. And um, yeah, we'll just wait the for our apology letter. The implications for the postseason are what make it even more maddening. Monumental. If this, Monumental. If this match, if this match and that error happened yeah. a month ago, or it happened two months ago, or it happened in March, it would not have the same level of vitriol that this. This was a critical match for both teams. What I want to know that we don't know right now is: Did he receive communication from VAR? Did he get a call and say, hey, Chili, assuming it goes by Chili, you should take a look at that. And then did he say, nah, fam, I'm good? Or did he not get a call at all? Uh, that's what I want to know. You know from what I understood and what I read, and I could have I could have missed this, um, there were apparently intermittent blackouts communications between VAR and the, on-field, and the on-field refs. And apparently, this was, from what I read, this was one of them. So no, there right. was no call then from that, VAR because he couldn't hear VAR. Then that's then what has to happen is like what we talked about at the top of this thing. Where take a breath, take a breath. This is a key moment of the match. Clearly, you're an experienced ref to some extent here, and you can recognize that this is a, a key moment. Whether you think it was a handball or not, it's a key moment, and it deserves 20 seconds. Get your communications reestablished. And ask the question or or let the question be asked to you before you just move on from that. It's not good enough. All right. Number two. Um, <laughs> after I just I can't I can't say any more about it. I can't. And, can, can, and besides, can, 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 bitch, I need to bitch about one other thing. I need to bitch oh about Lord. one other thing. 
No, 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 yeah, no. Hold on. Let me pour some more bourbon. Go ahead. Get yourself some bread. I mean, this. It, but... Why the hell didn't you let them take the corner? You stood there. You watched Andre Blake stand there with the ball for 22 seconds and no corner. No corner. At the end of the match. Forget everything else that you fucked up the whole rest of this match. Couldn't let him take the corner. Like, it was right there. It's not like, oh, it was, you know, they're in the middle of the field and might be building up something or what. No, it was a corner. I have never in my life, like, I've never since as long as I've been watching soccer, which admittedly has only been like the last 10 years or so, but I've never, ever seen a ref blow the whistle for full time when there's a corner kick in stoppage. Either side. Either side. The winning side or the losing side. I've never seen them not do it. It's particularly decisions like that where the ref is actively deciding to end it that I think Gonzo that broke his back and caused him to say what he said. Like, is this personal? What in the world? Because it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in any league, any team. There's always a little bit, at least 20, 25 seconds of time wasting in stoppage time, depending on how long the stoppage time is. Right. And I'm not mad at Blake for for doing that. No. I mean, management's what a keeper should do, but the ref's got to do the job to counteract that. And we're talking about the ball going out maybe a second pass. You take the corner. And do we score off it? Maybe not. Probably not. But you still let it play. Um, we'll talk about his other... Um, key moment that Chilowitz decided to interject himself into uh, on this game. He he wanted all the attention. He wanted all the smoke on this one. He's going to get it. (laughs) I I hope he doesn't have. Surely he can't have a match this weekend. Like pro can't put him back out there, right? I I mean, you know, this is this is my problem because, okay, so pro can go through all of this stuff and sure. They can send you a Hallmark card. They can say, oh, I'm sorry. And they can sit this fucking rough down. It does not change the fact that this probably cost us home field. Well, I mean, it also wasn't entirely on him. Look. No, 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 no. You know, there were, you know, we had a response. The response still has to be better. I'm honestly surprised. And this is number two that. Philly didn't score on us earlier in the first half via taking advantage of us not being switched on. We looked reactive to everything. The very definition of not being switched on. Um, Philly figured that out and just played quicker against a slower team. We have seen that before with this team when calls don't go our way, justly or unjustly, where the response isn't good enough. Somehow we have got to just put that aside put it in the back of our heads and and moved move on Um, it's interesting because on the one hand on the one hand because they've been so lethargic you know in the in the first 25 ish minutes of of the match like for 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 no reason like they came out with no sense of urgency and then you know you have all the shenanigans going on Mm. that woke them up but like they, you know, so they finally, it, it did. No, it did because they finally started trying to, and then it got better. You know, obviously in the second half, they came out like guns blazing, but like it should have taken a whole bunch of crap to get them fired up when they walked out there. And that's been, that's, it, something, yeah, you know, that's been a problem for us on the road. The whole season is like, it mm-hmm. takes them too long to settle, to settle into game state on the road. And that is something if we're going to have any kind of success in the playoffs, 
they going to have to fix because we only played a lot of playoff soccer on the road this playoff season. Yep. Number three, we transitioned into our old form of, of having no transition either direction. Um, I got the, the order of the goals wrong. So it's actually the first goal that I thought was kind of in, in real time shambolic. And cause I'm, we're watching, you know, the TV and we didn't get a clear look of what Chilowitz was doing in that time. But to me in real time, and it may still be this way. And I th- still think there's an argument for the players to do better here. That it was a bit shambolic and ex- inexcusable. I, I don't think Chilowitz called the players over for a discussion. I mean, look, if if that was the case, and we've seen some some video, you know, of him with, uh, I think it was Almada, Gigi that was beside him. Lennon. Lennon was over there. Lennon as well. Okay. Where they're kind of all standing around the ball, but nobody's standing in front of the ball. That's a problem. Just stand in front of the ball. Guys, set piece. Don't let them take it. Let the ref come over and admonish you for not letting them retake it. Just stand in front of you. You get a card, you get a card. Whatever. Um, that has to happen. But you see him, Chilowitz, kind of go behind his back, you know, with both hands. And the only reason you're doing that is to get the magic foam. To spray a line on the ground and march off 10 yards. You know, he's like making the gesture. You know, reaching behind his back to get, grab the can. All of a sudden, they take the, they take the, the free kick quickly. And... Bike goal, golasso, and it's it's it. I don't think Chilowitz is managing things particularly well there. I don't know what he's saying to the players. If he is, in fact, saying anything about how this kick is going to be taken, yeah, hey, I'm grabbing the phone. We're going to march off 10 yards, and he lets the play continue. That can't happen. If you're, you know, but at the same time, if, if these things are going to happen, just stand in front of the ball because it's kind of embarrassing, a little unprofessional, give up a goal in, in that manner. It did look like we were just chirping at him. And we do, we, we've talked about that in the previous whatever episodes we've done this season of how we just don't like, whether it's Gigi, whether it's whoever, look into the ref for the call, play the whistle, play the whistle. And, and, and you talking to him isn't going to get you the call. You looking was- at him isn't going to get the call. You would think they'd have learned that by now. Like that's that's the one thing. Like it, it's very, it was very frustrating to see a goal like that happen because, understandably, frustrated with whatever the heck it is, you know. And and that's the that's what Philly does. They do this stuff and they annoy the crap out of you, and you get riled, and it throws you off of your game, and you wind up buying into theirs, and then it. they beat you, and they make you look asininely stupid. Which is exactly what they did on that goal. We looked like stupid. We just looked so we stupid like standing around. You know, oh, look, you're just going to go in there and throw a bicycle kick because we don't really know that we're playing soccer right now. That's what it looked like. But again, if Chilowitz is, I, I, it depends on what he's been, what he said to the players there. It, it, I it, still it, don't it, think it's managed. It doesn't right. matter because somebody should have been, if they were going to go chirp at the ref, someone needs 100%. to stand over the ball. Stand in front of the ball, hundred percent, and then you get so frustrated by Philly's bullshit shenanigans that they forget that there's an actual match and a way that you have to play yeah. the match. Because and if you're doing that, then you take the ref out of it. I mean, because cool. the Concacafiest team in the league, the Concacafiest team in the league, is going to Concacaf their way to whatever advantage that they can get. Yep. Just, just, just saying. That's Philly. Yeah. Um, like, I'll give credit. Actually, by the way, as much as you hate Red Bull, I might actually hate Philly more. I think, and it's hard to hate on them this season because they're so poor. But for me, it's Toronto. 
because of all the teams in our history, they have taken more from us than anyone else. You're not, you're not wrong. I know. I don't get, so I'm, I hate, I'm mad at Toronto because that's what they do. But I hate Philly because of the way that they play. I, I hate Philly too for that reason. Exactly. Because I don't enjoy them. No. I don't enjoy watching them. No. My he, idea, my idea neutral. of Dante, I think Dante's second circle of hell is a Red Bull Philly match. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah. No one wants to watch that. No one wants to see that. No. Nobody. Nobody. And, and I don't know why, because they have talent. They have players who can actually play when they're not busy rolling around on the pitch before they get subbed off. Well, maybe they can't play. Maybe that's why they're rolling around. Who knows? Yeah. We have talent as well. We do. And credit to the boys for having a proper go of it in the second half. When we showcased our talent, Edwin showed up again. Big, very big from the bench. I stand by last episode's take on him. He's done really well. He's been through it, and he's come out of it good on him. It's a shame that the same team didn't play in the first half, but it's nice to know we at least have some game changers. I I, I, I just I come in and I disagree with who start with, with with that because I don't I I think you started who we started. Those are your yeah. money men. They need time. They need work. They've only been you know we've only had like two matches where the brand new front four have all started together and. Yeah. I, I understand, you know, like I, I, you know, like I said, I, it may be, you know, situational or who you're playing or, you know, whatever. Oh, no. I mean, like in terms of like, we look like a different team in the second half. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But we look like a different team and he still brought in Derek Etienne Jr. and Miguel mm-hmm. Barry and. Oh, I we remember. had to. Tyler Wolf's hurt. So. Well, obviously, but like, I'm, I'm not. Okay. That's not obvious. Not everybody knew Tyler Wolf was hurt, but like. You know, when they brought in Etienne and Barry, we were all like, oh, my God, we're toast. And no, they they didn't take their foot up off. They didn't take their foot off. No, the no, they didn't. No. You know, neither are those the guys that, that, that you know, are going to go out there and break the game for you? Probably not. Did they make it any worse? No, they didn't make it. Any no, worse. no, they did not. And Mascara made it better. Yeah. He's he's a great 20 minute guy. He's, That's his role. And, and, and you know, it's something that we haven't had in the last couple of you know the last couple of years is somebody who you could depend on coming in from an offensive perspective to break a game open. He can do it. Yeah. See, He's and frankly, if it had been if it had been me, honestly, I think I might have put Parada in instead of Barry, because I think Parada might have brought something else offensively that Barry doesn't. Fair. Size in the box. The man can move the, you know, not that Barry's horrible on the ball, but he's got no nose for the goal. We all know this. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. And in that moment, you're just looking for an equalizer in yes. any way, shape or form. And and size, size, size. For comes in the, I'm just, that, that, that might've been, that might've been the sub I okay. would have made instead of Barry. Oh, but also, um, you know, I, I think, you know, you got to keep him fresh just in case, you know, you got to keep him fresh and get him some minutes before the end of the season, because, God forbid something happens to the center back pair, he's going to have to step up. Or if we need to come in and lock down, you know, lock down a match and have to go to three in the back, he's going to have to come in there. And yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'd rather have him getting some minutes than Barry. Yeah. Barry's had enough. We we have Tiare. We're not going to see, but we we don't need Barry again, unless there's some sort of dire emergency. So that was my late hot take. That's fair. All right. Wrapping up. Number five. We're at our best when we keep the ball on the ground, moving it quickly. Second half showed that to the fans, and it should show it to the players. Somehow, we have got to remember that 
especially when things aren't going our way via the calls, via players rolling on the ground and just mucking it up, giving up a soft, fluky goal, whatever it is. We aren't going to get back into the match by getting away from who we are and what we do. We are a team that just needs to play the same way. So do you think any opponents, you know, and, and just play our game? And for some reason, we just I don't know why it is that we just get away from it when we face annoying adversity. I, you know, I wouldn't, I don't like when you have teams that start getting on their front foot and start really, that, that, that break out in transition and the top teams in the East, that's what their strengths are. Like, like since he lives and dies on transition, right? Philly, obviously they'll roll around until they get up and start running. And before you know it, it's a blitz Creek, right? Um, you know, Columbus does something, Columbus does something similar. Uh, you know, even Orlando, like the transition offense is, Definitely a tactic that's that's effective, and I, I I think I said you know during the match that like our Achilles heel used to be the high press, and we couldn't do anything with it, we couldn't do anything about it, and and it would just grind us down. And we have found ways to break that out, and especially with the speed that we have on the wings now, the high press isn't necessarily the problem. The problem we have is distraction in transition and defending against transition because we are not good, and we haven't been good against the better teams like. And I think it really does make a difference depending on the quality of the side, right? Because shutting down Toronto's transition is a very different order than shutting down Cincinnati's transition. And I don't know what it's going to take, right? Like, I think last night, you know, if they had been able to stay in their heads mentally, like, I think that was a big part of it. I don't I don't know if that's what – I couldn't identify it in the same way with the Cincinnati, but it looked very similar to the Cincinnati match where it was – we played 75 minutes of very, very good soccer and about 15 minutes of, oh my God, are we going to die now? And somehow or another, we have to find a way to survive those 10 or 15 minutes because, you know, matches are always going to have back and forth. You're not going to dominate every match for 90 plus. It's just not going to happen. So what are we lacking? What are we missing? That's going to get us over the hump to weather those storms. We didn't do it last night. And if we're going to do anything this season in the postseason, we are going to have to find a way to do it because we're going to have to play all these teams. If we want to finish fourth now, we basically have to have to win out and get some help. The best we can do is finish on 55 points. Columbus is currently sitting on 53. And we got to beat Cincinnati, which of the two, I I think Cincinnati is probably the most winnable because do they care? They, They have the shield. They've already lifted it. You know, you know, you know, you know, I'm going to make a Braves parallel to this because uh, of of interest, right? This week, you know, the Braves were off while the wild card series were starting and and what they did that they didn't do last year. And I think it bit them in the ass that they didn't is they did these like open, um, you know, mock games to like keep everybody sharp and and whatever. So, you know, I I, I don't since did since he play last night, I can't remember. They did. They did. Um, I'm sure they're rotating the squad and they're sitting people down. And there are a lot of teams that they go, they win the shield or they're way ahead and they rest their, they rest their guys and they lose momentum. Right. And this time of year, momentum is everything, you know, despite how the score sheet looked in Philly, we're still carrying the momentum right now. If you look at how we picked ourselves up, we dusted ourselves up and 
you know, tried all over again. Um, you know, I would still, I still like the mojo that we have. I like, you know, 10 minutes of brain fart BS, you know, outside, you know, they're still sure. learning each other. You know, there's still, there's still a lot of momentum and chemistry and creative play. And we spent the entire, I mean, pretty much the entire second half on their side of the pitch. I think since he will look at it as a training game. I mean, they were heavily rotated last night, heavily rotated, and they lost to to Red Bulls, two one. Whatever they lifted the shield, they don't care. Mm-hmm. I think they'll care to the extent of nobody get hurt, and let's just—they're just gonna be all right. That's thirty minutes for this guy. That's what we wanted. Right. Come on out, regardless of score. Regardless of if you want to break whatever points record or whatever personal record, if, um, you, you know, if Acosta is still trying to chase the golden boot or whatever, I think the priority is is health and just making sure that the um, your fitness stats are where they need to be. The numbers are where they need to be. I think that's what they're going to be focused on more than the result itself. That's not to say that they're not going to play. And that's not to say that some of their bench guys and this rotated squad isn't going to want to show out and Take that as an opportunity to get some eyeballs. I mean, they're on also them playing and... for you know. Keep in mind, those guys are playing for next year's contracts. They got correct. To... Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we're not just going to get. We all know role. what happens. We all know what happens when you start having you know success in this league. You wind up, you know, players wind up pricing themselves off of squads because they're so successful. So if you don't think you got a bunch of hungry kids on that bench that want minutes, that want contracts for next year. You know, it's it's not that they have nothing to play for per se. I don't disagree that they'll be careful, but I think that, you know, if they're smart, they will have an eye on maintaining momentum and not, you know, keeping their chemistry Mm -hmm. up. And again, Mm -hmm. if they are Mm -hmm. rotated, you're going to have guys that want to show, yeah, I belong here and my place is here and don't cut me next year so that you can pay, you know, Acosta another million a year because this is how the MLS salary cap works. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, So it, it's still going to, it's not going to be a walk in the park. I just feel like it's also a way and push comes to shove. They don't want to push or shove. No, but it's also, much. it's also an away match. And look, there is no easy road match. There's no, no easy road match in this league. Nope. 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 Um, I'll be there for that road match. Um, so anyhow, it looks like we're going to finish. Wait, 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 you're going, you're going to Cincinnati. So you're going to bring me home some skyline chili, right? Nope. We talked about this. It's gross. It's horrible. It is not gross. It's delicious. The drunker you are, the better it tastes. If you have to drink something to the point where you won't remember what you had, it's pretty bad. All right. Um, it seems like a sixth, seventh place finish for us is most likely. And we talked about this last week, too, that we're not going to be breaking down Garth's door because of that we're, we're pretty happy with the progress we've made the hope for the future and we can even if we don't finish fourth we could still make noise in the playoffs gotta for sure win our home game because probably gonna lose at least one of the uh, road matches in the best of three and whoever we play hopefully it's not philly i, I uh, just, just I, gotta win yeah. on the road i, I mean well you know what in, in even if it is philly it's not like we don't know how to beat them you know, we just got a textbook example of what not to do. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't be so bad to play those motherfuckers again real soon. 
I, I'm just saying, I think you'd have, I think you'd have some extra pepper and some extra mustard on that. Just, you know, I wouldn't, I don't want to play them cause I just hate Philly. They annoy me and I don't want to watch them play soccer. But, um, in terms of, you know, is it, is, is that better than Columbus? I don't think so. You know, you want to talk about another team that's taken things from us. I don't really want to play Columbus in the playoffs. Yeah. If you're giving me the choice as, as much of a crap choice as it is, I'll take Philly. That's, that's take the thing. Philly there's really not any, there's really not any good options, right? Yeah. Like, like in an ideal universe, in an ideal universe, if, you know, you know, maybe we get New England, that would yeah, be, that's New England. the ideal universe scenario right now for us. But, you know, like I said, a couple of podcasts ago, I, I still think we're six or eight months ahead of the curve because I really thought it was going to take a whole nother transfer window for Agreed. us to get to the state that we're at. Agreed. So, you know, I'm, I'm not unhappy. I'm, 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 you know, like we're, we're, we're playing with house money at this point. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Good talk. Good talk. Anything else? Got anything else? No. I'm, I'm good. All right, y'all. Um, appreciate you listening. Thank you for very much for, for going to Mason Mill and supporting us um, and and supporting them. We really appreciate it. And we might have um, in the coming weeks, months, years, decades, I don't know. We don't know how long it's going to take. We might have something uh, something new in the works. We'll see. Mm. We'll see. There, might, there could be potentially some big news on on the horizon we're we're working on something we'll we'll keep you all posted on that all right well we'll be back sunday we've got if we want to have a crack at at fourth it has to be a win against columbus on saturday we're gonna have a a big old party it's gonna be fun come on out to the tailgate lot everybody i'll be there you know clearance clearance merch get rid of all the liquor that we've had laying around all season Let's you know, go. you know, you know, it's always a good, it's always a good time. And, and yeah, you know what, those guys, they, they've worked hard this year. They, they've done, they, they've given, they've given us a lot. We've had a lot more fun this season in general, when you think about it, than we have, we have. in the last we have. several seasons. So I think, particularly I think the last few months, we, yeah, we've, we, we owe it, we owe it to the boys to, to give them the send off they deserve. All right, guys, we will be back on Sunday night. Until then, y'all be good. We will be back. Rawr. (laughs) Well done. Thank you. Kristen would be proud. (laughs) 